0: I'm Sean MacLeod, British Ambassador in Belgrade, and this is my blogcast, The Online Diplomat. Bad air days and silver linings. The global skies have been pretty dark metaphorically over past months. They've been pretty gloomy too here, literally, for much of the time. I'm lucky enough to look out of my window in Belgrade at trees and sky. Sadly though, that view is often rather murky, with visibility limited to the great oak trees at the end of my garden. One glimpse of a silver lining in the metaphorical clouds is the growing political media and public attention focused on air quality. We are all more aware than ever of changing pollution levels as we follow near real-time data on our mobile phones. And thanks to scientific research, we better understand the consequences for our health. Serbia is not alone in facing challenges with air pollution. Many modern cities around the world are tackling similar problems. Not so long ago, London was infamous for its smog a lethal mix of air pollution and fog that hung over the city like a deathly blanket. London smog was responsible for thousands of deaths each year. From the mid-1950s on though, clean air acts started helping Londoners breathe more easily. Air quality in present-day London is far from perfect but is a great improvement upon even 20 or 30 years ago. It's taken several decades of changing legislation, policies, attitudes and behaviour for us literally to clear the air. There are a number of reasons for poor air quality, and the UK has not by any means solved them all. In fact, despite the massive improvements, air pollution is still reckoned to be the greatest environmental hazard for public health in our cities. But these days, the problem has more to do with the nitrous oxides of traffic pollution than with the particulates produced by incomplete combustion that hang in the air and cover surfaces with a fine, gritty dust. Unfortunately, Belgrade still has both kinds of pollution. Industrial pollution, vehicle emissions, domestic and other heating all contribute to the problem. It's much more serious of course than a nice view spoilt by murky air. We feel the effects of air pollution when we wake up with itchy eyes or a sore throat or when we become breathless walking, running or riding a bike on a bad air day. I remember the cosy open fires of my childhood and suppers cooked on a coal-fired range but I also remember long months when I couldn't shake off bronchitis and when I had to sleep with an old-fashioned nightlight to help me breathe. The World Health Organization has blamed air pollution for more than 6,500 premature deaths each year in Serbia. They highlighted the particular vulnerability of children and the elderly to the harmful effects of air pollution. They also pointed out the significant economic costs. It's worth remembering too that neither air pollution nor its damaging effects on health or the natural environment stop at borders. So, just as coal-fired power generation in Serbia will have an effect upon health and health care costs in neighbouring countries, Serbia will suffer the effects of air pollution originating elsewhere in the region. On a topical note, my embassy recently sponsored a review of scientific literature researching the relationship between air quality and the outcome of infection with the COVID-19 coronavirus. The statistics are stark. 22 scientific studies from around the world have confirmed that exposure to poor air quality significantly worsens the consequences of catching COVID-19. Another silver lining to the air pollution cloud, though, is that this is a problem that can be solved, not overnight, but with cooperation between government, local authorities, business, media, education, civil society organisations, and all of us as individuals. Recognising a problem and talking about it is an essential first step to solving it. Tackling poor air quality goes hand-in-hand with tackling the dangerous climate change threatening our planet. Many of the greenhouse gases that contribute to climate change are also sources of air pollution. If we build a greener future, we will breathe cleaner air. We need cleaner and greener heating, transport and power generation. That means change for individuals and communities. But as we're now seeing in the UK, new technologies mean new jobs as well as a better quality of life. We're also now finding that investing in greener, renewable energy can bring down its costs more quickly than expected. Amazingly, solar and onshore wind are now proving to be the cheapest source of new bulk power in many major economies. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has just announced a 10-point plan for a green industrial revolution that promises greener energy, greener transport, greener finance and a quarter of a million new jobs. Hopefully we really will be able to build back better with a greener economic model providing the key to future growth. I passed on to the President here a letter from Boris Johnson with the leaders of France, Italy, Chile and the UN Secretary-General, inviting Serbia to consider making a major commitment to reducing carbon emissions or to set out an ambitious plan for transition to a greener economy. I very much hope that this will be possible and I'm optimistic about Serbia's emerging commitment to a greener future. Over the past few weeks I've discussed climate change and the environment with the President, the Prime Minister and other Serbian government ministers. All have confirmed that this will be an important priority in the coming months and years. I look forward to working together on climate change and environmental protection between now and the major UN Climate Change Conference, COP26, next autumn. The meeting will take place in Glasgow, a city close to my heart, but hardly recognisable now from the soot-blackened streets I used to visit as a child. Governments alone cannot solve the titanic environmental problems facing the world. Business, local authorities, universities, schools, civil society organisations, media and all of us as ordinary individuals have a vital part to play. It's good that newspapers here are campaigning for cleaner air. The more that we as ordinary citizens understand the problem and can hold governments and legislators to account for delivering change, the better. As a diplomat, my job is to be, well, diplomatic. It's generally more effective to keep frank discussions and advice to your host government behind closed doors, and I usually try to do that. But on this issue where our interests are so close, private and public messaging have to be the same. There is increasing awareness of the problems with air quality here in Serbia, but there's a long way to go to solve them. Tackling climate change and protecting our environment are among the most important tasks we face. Cleaning up the air we breathe will be a good start. The UK doesn't have all the answers, of course, but we have been working for longer on finding them. The UK and like-minded international partners will be speaking up and working with governments and civil society to help make sure that in years to come, people across the Western Balkans can breathe more easily.